Hey, good morning. Welcome to another episode of A Few Good Words Podcast. Mike and Ari here. Really excited to have with us this morning. We have Dan Campbell of The Wonder Years and Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties uh, taking some time with us this morning to chat. Dan, thanks for coming on. How how are we doing so far this year with kind of everything still being a dumpster fire? Yeah. Um, you know what I usually try to say? Uh... I think everyone probably has one of these now. It's like a little catchphrase you give people because like everyone's answer is obviously like fucking terrible. Um, so I say if you're calibrating for a dystopian hellscape, pretty good, you know, under the, in the, in the circumstances. Uh, I like you know, that. Doing, doing pretty good. Absolutely. Um, a lot of extra time with the kiddo, which is good. And, uh, you know, time to step back and plan and appreciate and all of these, you know, things that are true, but are also uh, kind of platitudes because, you know, the answer is obviously fucking terrible. Right, yeah. right. It seems like you've definitely made the, the most of the year so far, just as far as content creation. I mean, given the, the circumstances, being able to kind of do new Wonder Year stuff and the, the live Aaron West record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've definitely tried, you know, and that's it's been driven out of like necessity for survival. You know, it's um, you had like your entire way that you do your business, like totally uprooted and upended and, you know, little to no help from, um, you know, the government agencies charged with keeping you, uh, you know, safe and housed and fed. And um, and so, you know, left to, to scramble. And I think that we, you know, we're creative and adaptive people. And we learned that from years of like DIY touring. It's like, you learn what to do when the van breaks down in the middle of nowhere. You learn what to do when you miss your flights home from Europe. And, uh, you know, those skills are transferable to a year like this where, um, you got to figure out what to do. So we, we've done our best, you know, I still feel like, um, I could be more productive, you know, it's like the, the challenge is, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing the full-time parenting thing. Um, most days of the week, uh, today, you know, um, our friend Morgan is here to hang out with Wyatt while I do this and, and do the stuff I talked about I have later today, but most days my wife is working from home and, uh, is kind of like sequestered in, uh, her office. And so it's just me and, and the kiddo, which is, dope i love all the extra time with him but it definitely like i'm still trying to work and so i kind of feel like i'm splitting my brain into two different halves throughout the day trying to do two different things um which some days leaves me feeling like i did a bad job parenting and a bad job uh writing or working or you know you kind of instead of doing one thing well you do two things poorly that that happens too but i'm trying i i think you know given the circumstances we're doing a, a pretty reasonable job yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's yeah. definitely one of those you got to make the, the most of it and just kind of... I should sit it's, up. It's I'm a, sorry. I'm so slouched. You're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's definitely a, a tough balancing act at that point. Um, but yeah, it, no, for sure. And it, but everyone's dealing with that. So it's not like a thing that is like a unique complaint to me. Everyone is learning to do a bunch of things at the same time. Right. right. Yeah. Trying's all we have right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, very certainly. The best you can do is the best. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess let's start with uh, uh, the, the Wonder Years Camp stuff uh, first, because mm-hmm. you just dropped two like new-ish songs. New songs. Yeah, they're, they're new songs, right? They're not 
that I think that's a, a almost a point of confusion for people. Is like, are these new songs or are these old songs? Because the they do toe a line, but they are new songs. We wrote them this year, um, but they are in stylistically they are in the style of the records that they are celebrating. So like, they maybe um, you know sonically sound like they're older um, or like structurally or lyrically. And that is in part because we built them um, with that in mind. And so like it started, the whole concept started with a, a little tiny voice note of what is now the verse of Out of My Feet um, that I found that I had recorded about a decade ago this month, last month, a decade ago last month, um, I think is the, the date on it. So yeah, so starting with that, um, and then thinking, hey, like, let's build this into a whole song and then let's build two of these songs, one to celebrate each record. And I, I think sonically, they were very kind of nail on the head as far as kind of matching the vibe. Lyrically, they're, they sound like they would have fit in perfectly with, with the records, which I guess with some of the lyrics being literally from that time frame makes sense. But Yeah, and that was the, the plan was like to only tell stories from that, that era you know, and, and make sure that those references were era specific and, and try to put myself back in that space. And like for Breakless, it was like, remember what it felt like every day to wake up and be like, okay, it is snowing again and it is very cold and you're going to have to ride six miles to school or you could take the subway, but that would mean skipping lunch and just kind of that balancing act. Um, and then for Out of My Feet, it, it's, um, you know, that song is about like the era of time between when I had finished school, but we hadn't yet started touring kind of full-time, like the upsides wasn't out yet. And so I was, um, when I went back to work at the job I had worked at in like community college at this retirement home, but I was working, you know, cooking, which I should not do. I'm like a, such a bad cook that it's like intensely, uh, an intensely poor decision to have let me be a cook. Um, and for people. <laughs> And, uh, but, you know, working that, that job and, um, kind of feeling like on the brink of, uh, ruin it at every moment, like, and a feeling that I think that people uh, are familiar with and, you know, uh, tragically still familiar with intimately a decade later, the idea that like one mechanical issue with your car, one medical emergency for you is the difference between like surviving and not surviving at this point, um, so one, trying to capture that idea in a song as well. Yeah, and I think that's really important, especially now, obviously, with, with the pandemic, it's even harder for so many people. So while those songs feel timeless and they were relevant to 10 years ago, it's still, like, like you said, tragically relevant yeah. now for so many yeah. of us, some still, you know, 10 years straight, you know? Yeah, kind of upsettingly relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully the, the tides are going to change a little bit. Um, we can be optimistic about it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The way I've been describing those songs is like devastatingly relatable. Yeah. Un yeah. Unfortunately <laughs> relatable, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but also they were fun to write. You know, it was, it was a blast to do it. Um, well, you know, obviously you know, COVID withstanding, um, because we had to temperature check and mask and all of that made it kind of difficult to do it. Like a lot of the time, um, 
we bought like a like a camping tent for me and put it in a side room and then i would sing inside of that because it was hard for me to sing every time i take a big deep breath with the mask on to sing it would suck it into my mouth and i so um <laughs> so as a solution to that we got me a face shield and put me in a tent in a separate room with an open window and um we were getting tested you know pretty consistently in order to do it but it was uh other than that, though, it was fun to it was fun to write in that style again, in that headspace again, and like, um, kind of fun to like remember that those are tools that are at our disposal, and that we are good at that, and you know that's an available uh, thing for us to do musically. It was a blast. Yeah, that was just really really cool. Even the the video, seeing a lot of like Easter eggs and nods to that time frame. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, like the hang suit, and even like it was the same hat you wore and came out swinging. I think, right? Something it's like the, that. Uh, it's the hat that I'm wearing on the back cover of Suburbia, and it's the jacket that I'm wearing um, in the the promo photos for the upsides. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah that nice. was fun. How, how did yeah. it feel, kind of dusting that stuff off of out of storage, and did it did it almost kind of feel like putting on like not like I, I i guess it would be like putting on an old varsity jacket or something all those years later and kind of yeah a little, that time bit. Stuff. a little bit like i put it on it and and um you know felt the memories of it which was cool um and and i also think that it maybe you know it did like impact the performance of that music video a little bit like music videos are hard because it's like hey, we're going to play your song really loud and you either sing it or pretend to sing it but I need you to go as crazy as you possibly can a bunch of times in a row to no one except for people silently staring at you with cameras. Um, <laughs> so it's like not like the most fun thing to do. It, it can be really uncomfortable. So the, uh, the opportunity to, to do it, it, I don't know, put, put that stuff on and I don't know, made it, it, it kind of charged me up a little bit. Yeah, I was for better, amazed. Better takes. I was amazed seeing so, you move the way you did in that, uh, hang suit like I've done some work in costumes like that over the years and I'm like holy shit that, that like that is a workout in itself yeah well you know I have um a background in it which uh is a sentence that I never thought that I would say um <laughs> but I spent several years uh in high school and community college uh as Chuck E. Cheese um for every birthday party that came through the Montgomeryville uh Chuck E. Cheese in Pennsylvania and um I don't want to brag, but <laughs> there was a, a regional best Chucky costume and I won the award, um, which was a <laughs> gift card to TGI Fridays that didn't work when I went to use it. So, oh my God. Oh. That's like the most upside sounding thing I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, uh, that's pre-Wonder Years, but that was... Um, <laughs> So, you know, I had, uh, I had the experience moving around in the, the mascot costume. Oh, man. There, there you go. There you go. Um, so besides those two new songs, it feels like a lifetime ago that Burst and Decay Volume 2 came out this year as well. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> my God. Like, yeah. Like, on paper, I was like, wow, you've had a busy year. And then thinking, like, oh, shit, like, that really was all this year. <laughs> Um, yeah that's a different universe now yeah i i remember our date of the burst and decay tour was 
like the, it, we were going to go to the Asbury Park date. So like one of those last ones, right? That unfortunately yeah. never happened. And yeah, it feels like forever ago. Man, I miss shows. It's really what it comes down to. I know. Yeah. It's really, um, really tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing that definitely has helped, though, is you guys doing the, the live streams and doing those in really cool, unique ways. Um, like bringing the, the whole vibe of the Halloween shows to the digital front, I thought was, was really cool as a way to still make that happen. Yeah, and a lot of fun for us. I mean, that was, that was a blast um, for us to do. And, and like, like you said, we were talking about earlier, um, being adaptive this year is, is important for us. Like we have to figure out a way um, to stay afloat, you know? And, and the live streams are, were like super instrumental in that. And like, we're very lucky to have such like a supportive group of, um, of listeners, like a, such a supportive listenership of people that are willing to, to watch us do that kind of thing. And so when we do take the opportunity, like we want to make sure that this thing looks great and sounds great and is unique and like, you know, more than just like, here we are to play a set that we just threw together or, uh, you know, the, the fact that we have multiple cameras and it, like cutting in live, you know, in real time, there's like a director directing it. Um, the fact that we have the same sound engineer that we use live to kind of give you that same sound those kinds of things are important to us um, to make sure that it's like it's high quality and, and worth your time and energy to come watch it. Yeah, it was a blast to watch. And I think like you could really feel just like the energy of a show, which was astounding through a live stream. And it was just so much fun. Yeah, I mean, and that again, it's a little different because it's like instead of playing to a room that's that's giving that energy back to you, you're playing to like a few static cameras and like a few people walking around with cameras. Um, but I think that just kind of being in the room with the band and with our crew charged us up enough to, to be able to do that. Yeah, I can imagine not having the audience to kind of feed off their energy would make it a lot harder. But I mean, at the same time, having not done it all year, just being kind of amped up and, and jazzed to do it. Exactly. Because that's, that's usually key for me is like the, what the audience is, you know, it's, it's a, it's a give and take and like what we give them, what we get back. And then it can kind of just escalate throughout a show and kind of build to that like fever pitch is like, that's my favorite thing. So, uh, you know, an empty warehouse in like Rahway is not quite the same, but, um, it, it's, it almost this year, it almost doesn't matter. You just want to play so bad. I was talking yeah. to, to Matt from, um, from citizen like a couple days ago, we were just both saying like, Dude, I just want to fucking rip right now. Like, I don't care where it is. I don't care who it's to. I don't care who it's with. Let's just fucking play. Yeah, we were, me and Mike were having a conversation before when we were getting ready for this podcast. And we realized that our last show together was almost a year ago that Asbury Park Aaron West dates. And I just emotionally devastated. It's been so long. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, um, so my son, and this is actually, it's, it's, a, it's very cute. Um, and I appreciate it, but it also it uh, is a little, I don't know. I don't know what the word is for it, but he loves watching us on YouTube, right? That's like his favorite Aww, thing. Like, so um, he's, you know, which is cool, except that then like I end up like watching myself on YouTube a lot. Because, uh, <laughs> that part's not fun. Um, a, 
and he he especially loves the out of my feet video like he is like deeply deeply obsessed with it and he only will watch it if he has his toy guitar like if it comes on and he doesn't have his guitar oh. he runs around to find it um and he'll, he has a little microphone that he gives me too which is cute <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but oftentimes the asbury park live videos the um the three that we put up will come up in the playlist and i uh get very like wistful and um and uh longing for that when they when that happens i i believe it that's gotta be that's a whole different aspect of it i didn't even think of being like yep and now i'm watching myself and really really missing and the fact that it has to happen so regularly because why it loves the videos yeah. is... oh yeah all day it's like all really <laughs> like he um before the video was even out so he you know, he's an energetic kid. He's running laps around the kitchen. He tripped and split his chin open. So we had to take a quick ER trip mm -hmm. um, to get that stitched up. And he just wanted to watch, like I gave him my phone. He just watched the video on loop, like the rough cut of it, like for a long time, like 45 straight. <laughs> wow. Oh my um, God. Well, while we were waiting for the Topicane to, to take effect so they could stitch him. So it was, um, he is he's probably responsible for a good percentage of the views on that video. <laughs> oh man. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's adorable though. Um, it is, it is really cute. But uh, like I said, it's sometimes you're like, man, I really don't need to watch myself again. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I believe it. I believe it, but it was still the, the live Aaron West record. I thought was a really fun thing to have happened, especially the, the timing of like, Oh, there's no shows this year, but here's, one to look back on um yeah and it wasn't planned you know we recorded it because we wanted to put out those videos um and we only got video of, of three songs um so but you know because like why you know just pressing record on the the board and he just made sure to capture the whole show both nights so that we had it and nick mixed it for the the three videos and those were just supposed to be to promote the tours one of which never even got announced because it got canceled before we were able to announce it um you know there was supposed to be a full band full u.s tour too um aside from the uk one and uh once we realized that wasn't happening we we're like man i really did think that nick did a great job of mixing this and um you know, and it's it's a time where like anybody could use the work. So I went back to Hopeless and said, like, hey, can we like hire Nick to mix this whole record and we'll put it out? And uh, to their credit, Hopeless didn't blink at it. Just said, yeah, let's do it. That's great. Um, you know, and I think for a lot of record labels, there's like you have to take into account like what the release calendar looks like and like what the available funds are and like what the return on investment might be. And they just said yes before even taking the time to think about any of that, which was. Um, Really cool of them. I appreciated it because it really helped out a lot of people. That's that's awesome, and it was really really cool gems from that. Like I know it didn't make the the record, but you gave out the the freebie of the Thunder Road cover mm -hmm. from that night, which I just thought hearing that in Asbury, it was just the most New Jersey thing ever. So yeah, it was such a good moment. <laughs> yeah, well, and we were trying to find a way, you know. So the whole thing with Aaron West is that we're telling a story. Um, but unlike a lot of, so I, I kind of think about this as like, and this is maybe like too self-indulgent and I apologize if it comes off that way, but like, I don't think that there's anyone else doing the art form quite the same way because it's not just, you know, folk punk, right? Because it, it's telling this narrative, but it's not just telling a narrative on record. It's telling a narrative in real time. And so like 
in some ways it's almost like theater except that theater is like and i don't mean to say static because it's static i just mean to say that like the story is a story and it is written and what happens on stage night after night is the same story but what happens with aaron west on stage can further the story and become canon almost in the way that like professional wrestling does where what happens in the ring one night impacts the story going forward the next night and so it's like serialized um and so we wanted to introduce nina as aaron's sister catherine at these shows and we were trying to find a way to do that and also the big secret for those shows was there will there will they won't they is there a band because story arc wise the band had left or right. he had left yeah. the band and so i thought well what i'd like to do is go up and play a couple songs solo so that the expectation in the room now is oh i guess it's a solo show right that 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 tracks with the narrative that's where everything stands uh aaron west is a solo artist at this point and we did it very purposefully we had proper play on our gear and then leave it on the stage so that it would almost be forgotten that there were drums and amps set up there and if anyone thought about it they go oh that's that's proper's drum set and that's that's eric's amp so no one would think about it again. And then the idea was, let's bring up Nina and introduce her as Catherine. Um, but let's do it in a way where we're just playing one song together because it's special, because it's me and my sister. So it can't be an Aaron West song, which is why we did Thunder Road. And then the, the hook was like, okay, well, now we played Thunder Road and thank you for coming up. And uh, I'm going to keep going with the set. I promised the fans the whole record. And then the idea was that Catherine had called the band and they were going to surprise me. And then we got that to act that whole thing out, which was really cool and kind of reinforced or like shaped the future narrative that now the band is back. The twenties are together again. And now Catherine has joined the band and we're going to go into all of this touring and then COVID. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Which now that's, that's part of the canon too, though. Like shit. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, that's the thing. People were like, Oh, is the next Aaron West record written? I'm like, no. Cause like, it hasn't happened yet. Like it has to yeah. happen first. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, because the, your storytelling with Aaron West is immaculate. Like, I remember me and Mike texting while we were both listening to that Philly station to hear the premiere of Running Towards the Light. I was working in a kitchen. I was like, no one bring tickets back for the next three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and just like hearing that song and being like, Aaron's getting a shit together. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's not. You know, like there's there's always for me, like there's like a, you know, a level of like imposter syndrome that's going to like hang out in everything. And like, you know, I'm not a storyteller. Like there are other much more talented writers. And um, but it, it's fun for me to stretch it and stretch those muscles and try to do something um, creative in that way. And and I, I'm always really appreciative to hear that people do think that the storytelling is um, adept and and thoughtful because I do put a lot of thought into it. But um you know, it's not my, it's not the thing that I've always done and I'm not like particularly trained in it. So, um, you know, I appreciate any kindness thrown my way for it. Yeah. And the, the attention to, to detail, I know you do a lot of research in like locations and stuff like Thunderbird Inn, obviously for the first record. Uh, so yeah. It's, it's yeah. Cool and stuff like, and all that. I'll do things like, uh, if I'm talking about a place that I have not been, I'll go like walk the streets on Google, Google Street View just to be like, okay, what does this look like? What's the vibe that I'm getting? The, just the best that you can do. 
or right. like for a song like bury me anywhere else um you know i called some like of my like cross punk train hopping friends and said like hey help me out with some terminology here like make sure that i'm doing this in a way that is um you know actually true to the art form of of hopping freights so yeah they, they yeah. just very very good research and and detail on that um thank you love, thank you very love, much. love to see it um so I guess next thing I want to I want to talk about because you've talked about it a little bit online is you're you're doing a solo record. I am, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, it's... I'm shooting the art for it today. Um, okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not much to say about it right now, other than you know it's um it is mixed and mastered, and we're working on the art today. And, uh, you know, you'll hear about it next year. I, I played a few of the songs from it um, on some live streams, just like for fun, just to do a little special thing for people. Um, that was on election day when I was trying to keep people company in line and, and encourage people to go out and vote that hadn't yet. And so I, I was on IG Live um, a number of times throughout the day and just playing songs and just threw a few in for that or from that. Um, and I might do that coming up. But I think now that there is a record that is done and off to um, to test press at the moment. I want to start thinking about it more strategically and like finding the ways to release the information that are um, you know most beneficial to the most people hearing about it at once. Um, so just kind of planning that now with the team, um, figuring out the best way to to tell the story and, and make sure that everyone understands what's happening with the record and when it'll come out and, and what it is. Awesome. Looking forward to hearing more about that. Too. Yeah, I would think you'll hear about it. I don't know, because I don't know how how um, I know pressing plants this year because everyone has to is adapting are a little more backed up than normal. So I would say I, I was imagining you'd hear about it in February, but it, it could bleed into March, depending upon like, you know, manufacturing timelines. Sure. Sure. And sense. time's a construct as of now, so nothing matters. Yeah, right, because yeah. it, it's not like I'm going to be like, yeah. okay, I'm dropping it, and there's a tour around it right away. It's like, let's get everybody vaccinated first, um, please. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, and then we'll uh, you know figure that out. But uh, I am really excited about it. I'm really, really happy with how it came out. So I think they um, – I think that if you are a fan of my songwriting and the way that I tell stories and the way that I build melodies, that um, it will it would be difficult for you to not enjoy it. Awesome, that's that's exciting nice. for for on the horizon. Um, in in writing, I know, geez, it's like almost two years since it dropped at this point. But you did the Clear Eyes fanzine project mm -hmm. with with Ace. Is that something you guys are looking at continuing? I think that it is, but it's like um, a pretty low priority project. It's, it's just like a thing that like, if we have the time and the creative energy, we'll continue to build songs for it. Um, mostly just because Ace and I love working together um, in any way that we can. But, you know, he's, um, he's got early November stuff. He's got mess stuff. He's got production stuff. He's got a podcast. Um, He's got, you know, fatherhood stuff. He runs a recording studio. In mean, <laughs> meantime, I, you know, I'm over here also doing, you know, dad duty, trying to write a Wonder Years record, 
um, trying to reschedule touring for Aaron West. I have the solo record, um, you know, a couple other like projects. Like I think I'm, I'm doing songwriting with a bunch of other bands and some guest spots coming up. And, uh, and obviously I help out um, a band called Future Teens from Boston and, and helping them get their uh, new EP together and, and ready to come out. And just, there's a, not to say that I don't love doing Clear Eyes, um, but I, I can say that it is uh, kind of the bottom of the priority list. That's, that's fair, that's fair. We, we love all the, the Future Teens work. Um, we've gotten to work with them a little bit here and there too. Um, like yeah, they did truly a band. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was really cool having the opportunity for them to actually cover the Wonder Years for for our tribute comp we dropped earlier this year. Yeah, that, um, they were my. I mean, I'm biased, but they were my favorite cover all night. <laughs> and um, you know, I think this is probably somewhat common knowledge or not, but I, over the years I have um, been involved in a number of bands, um, but it, not in a way that like. I don't actually fancy myself an agent or a manager or any of those things. It's just sometimes I hear bands that I don't believe are getting um, uh, the fair amount of attention or of attention that their talent uh, is deserving of. And so just trying to do what I can to help people hear some of those artists. And like over the years, like I've um, served as like a booking agent for, for John Allison Weiss and for living with lions and for mixtapes and, um, you know, and have helped out uh, the color and sound and, and now future teams. And, uh, and you know, I'm trying to help other artists with like writing or sometimes just like connecting them to labels or to agents, or I, I think I'm just trying to take on a role that is um, as constructive as it possibly can be to help, you know, shape a, a future for this community in, in a way that, you know, in some small way um, and make sure that these incredibly talented, kind people get the opportunity to to play music for the most people that they possibly can. And that's fantastic. I love seeing everybody kind of help each other up in this community. I think it's a big reason why we gravitate towards it, because it's not like a contest where one person's trying to get up above the other. Um, and it's really cool seeing you do like production work with proper with the, the new song they just dropped and then yeah I, and I you know like... and i feel like honestly that i got too much credit for that because eric wrote an unbelievable song and um you know i i was kind of stepped in and um you know upon request obviously and and helped shape some melody and um and build that that like chorus melody and, and some of the structure but um you know that's all eric's songwriting and we worked together uh two days ago I, I was writing with eric again um oh and man we we wrote a, a song for their their full length that i think you're gonna love it's really really come really Hell excited yeah. about it. um and then yesterday i was uh on with me at the altar and i think that um uh you know almost definitely now i i'm I don't want to say definitely because it's not recorded yet, but i'm I'm working on a a, a guest feature for their upcoming release and just a lot of cool, but like I'm trying to do um, as much of it behind the scenes too. And I just like kind of like can help connect people. Sure, sure. And that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. fantastic. I, I love that and kind of using your, like because you've been in the scene for so long and a lot of people know you and kind of trust your judgment, using that to, to kind of help out wherever possible. Yeah, I have, um you know, I have the, the advantage of people 
um, you know, in in maybe more powerful positions than I have that are willing to listen to my advice on things, even as much as like, hey, I think that you should be listening to this band. Like, I don't know, maybe you don't need to sign them right now, but you should be aware of their existence and, and you should be considering them um, in the coming months. And that, that kind of thing, just having somebody that uh, these people trust saying that can go a long way. And so I've just been trying to use that, that power more. That's that's truly fantastic, um, uh, guys. I think that I'm sorry. I think I have time for like one more question, and then I have to go start getting ready for this photo shoot. I okay, apologize. that's that's oh, yeah, no worries. I actually had just the the one last wrap up thing that we ask all of our our guests, and then we'll let you hop off. Um, one thing, pandemic aside, that. Uh, my my brother does. He runs this ice cream pop up down in Nashville called Cathartic Confections, where he makes themed ice cream while bands are on tour. I think he did one for Pool Kids actually on that last Person Decay tour. Oh, but cool. I ask everybody uh, what their favorite flavor of ice cream is, just to kind of keep the the gears turning. So he has a shitload of work to do when things pop back up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So there is a flavor of like specifically like or just like kind of like general like i like the flavor either or either or yeah okay so i've been trying to get him to make pickle ice cream for a very long time now you can make up any flavor you want <laughs> yeah well so my my favorite flavor just in general is this flavor um there's a company out of denver that makes it the, the flavor is called space junkie and it is a black raspberry ice cream with brownie in it um and my Ooh. um personally like more of a um, like a brownie cookie dessert kind of person and so like if i do get ice cream i want them to have i want it to have like a lot of that in it um so that's and then you know black raspberry is my favorite like you know just pure ice cream flavor um friendly's which is like a chain near here that um i think is slowly on its way out which is a shame because it's a huge piece of my childhood but uh have had a black raspberry ice cream growing up that I loved. Um, if I was trying to think of like an absurd flavor, <laughs> my favorite, like we always had this conversation about like your favorite singular flavor, right? Like we don't want to know your favorite food. Like, okay, your favorite food is is tacos, al pastor, whatever, right? But that's not that's not the conversation. I want to know your like the most basic flavor that you like. And I uh, realized at a certain point, my my most basic favorite flavor is like burnt cheese um it, you know like if you get like parmesan in the pan and it burns a little it becomes like a crisp um so i'm wondering if there is a way <laughs> to make that an ice cream it probably, that's probably terrible right because ice cream is supposed to be sweet and that's more of like a savory salty snack but well like, he he did a he did a weird one last year around thanksgiving when the mentingers came on tour he made thanksgiving you're freaking me out and it was oh my god what the hell did he do for it Cranberry, probably. I think it was sweet potato. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, that's what it was. I don't uh, eat that. Yeah, so he's he's messing yeah. around with some some weird stuff. He's not afraid to dabble. So I'm gonna. So tell let him. me flip the question then. What is yeah. your favorite singular flavor? Oh shit, that's that's a hard one. Um, definitely something in the in the cheese realm. I I would say, which is funny because I've been vegan for two years, so it's the one thing I can't eat. Mm -hmm. any more um 
beyond that, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of boring. I would probably just say vanilla. Like, it's a classic. You can't go wrong. Yeah, sure. Uh, any, I will eat anything that's salty and vinegary, hence my obsession with pickles. So anything that's like that really acidic, salty taste. Yeah, yeah. It's probably my I'm, favorite flavor. I was pretty uh, anti-salt and vinegar until we started touring in England. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is awesome. Okay, great. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think Dan, that's, a, that's yeah. one of those questions like um, the people that do like the like, what is a sandwich or whatever kind of like um like hacky tropey like internet bits right um at this point but i think that like that's one of those questions that somehow makes people really upset like no, that's not one flavor that's two flavors like you know like really, people get really granular about it like, no one flavor is salt you know like you can't say chocolate yeah. but i think that chocolate's a fair answer like i think that you know chocolate is like a singular thing or like I, I would even go as far as to say, like, if you said peanut butter, I would think that would be, like, a, a reasonable answer. Um, yeah. I think it just becomes, like, non-reasonable when you say, like, cheesesteak. Okay, well, that's, like, a bunch of things. Yeah. 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 But, Def you know, different tiers of uh, acceptability on that answer, so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> awesome. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time and, and chatting with us this morning. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you it was so fun. Much. That's a fun way to start my morning, and uh, yeah, now I have to go shoot some uh, some artwork, so gotta look better than this <laughs> <laughs> all right man we'll let you go uh have a good right. one appreciate y'all have a great time you too bye, bye.